You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast, live on the 24-7 Sports Network. Christian Clemente here, joined by Jason Caldwell. Philip Duke should be with us here within a couple of minutes. Jason, we are on signing day eve. Eve, I guess you want to call it. We're two days away. Yeah, we're two days away from signing day. Um, Less than 48 hours now. Um, in the next couple of hours, we will be officially a day away from signing day on Wednesday on the 20th. Um, Auburn had its last chance to make an impact before early signing day, whatever you want to call it. It's really signing day now. Um, 95% of guys sign in December. Now it's really national signing day at this rate. But Auburn got its last chance over the weekend, as did schools across the country, obviously, to host recruits. Worked out pretty well for Auburn in the sense of It was the USC basketball game on Sunday. Auburn opened bowl practice for the Music City Bowl on Saturday. So they practiced on Saturday and Sunday. So recruits got a chance to watch uh, practice on Saturday, got a chance to go to the USC basketball game on Sunday. And then they also got a chance to watch practice after that as well and hang out with the coaches a little bit more. So it was a a good opportunity. And, you know, it worked out. um, We already saw it work out for Auburn in the transfer portal. Gage Keys, the former Kansas defensive lineman, that was the news um, news of the weekend. Yeah, that was the, the main event in terms of an actual kind of something happening. Um, the former Kansas defensive lineman who was also at Minnesota for three years, went to Kansas for one year. He joins, uh, he joins through the transfer portal with two years of eligibility. Stats don't necessarily blow you away, Jason, as I'm going to welcome Dukes in here as well. Uh, the stats don't necessarily blow you away when you look at Gage Keys, but – you watch him play and he's pretty productive and you, you see him in person um, and he, he looks pretty incredible for a defensive line room that not only needs top end talent, but also needs bodies, um, especially after the departure of Marcus Harris, another former Kansas defensive lineman gauge keys is uh, he's one of the guys coming in. Yeah, no, I think he's a guy that once we saw him in person, he looked a lot different than the guy I expected to look. And this is a, this is a long, athletic, big kid. And so you look at him, big man, rather. He's already an older guy. So um, I think it's an interesting guy because I think there's uh, things you can do. I think he's a guy that could probably play that strong side in kind of what Keldrick fought this year, but also also slide inside and play that, that, that tackle and free technique. So got to give you some options. And I think 
that's an important thing when you think about those two guys. I think Keldrick, that's what we expect him to do, which is, you know, he played more of that strong side defensive end. I think we expect him to slide inside to to more of a true defensive tackle spot next year. You know, you got Bobby James Travis. You got a guy, we'll see how he develops. Um, DJ Reed is a guy that has that, you know, he's 290, 295 body that, that's redshirting this year, but you'll get to see some of him in bowl practices. So um, a guy that, that gives you that experience and size to go along with it. And so I think it's a, I think it's a good addition for this defensive line as they look just continue to, to stockpile talent and depth. And, and that's the key is you got to have a lot of those bodies on, on the front in, in the Southeastern conference. Yeah. It's kind of a, I don't want to say depth. It's a quality pickup that you get along the defensive line. And then you figure out after Wednesday, you know, we talked to Hugh Freeze on Saturday after Wednesday, depending on what happens with LJ McRae, what happens with the Morris Williams. And we'll talk about them more later. If you don't pull one of those, if you don't pull both of those, you know, depending on what happens, then you're probably going to hit the portal even harder for the defensive line. I think even if you were to get both LJ McRae and Amaris Williams, I think you would still see Auburn go to the portal for another defensive lineman. That's just kind of the way that room is right now. So, you know, we'll wait and see where things happen with there. Um, but Gage Keys is the latest addition for Auburn through the transfer portal. Guys, we're going to be taking your questions from the YouTube chat all night. Um, so for those of us or for those of you that are in the chat, we appreciate you joining us live. Um, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube already, definitely make sure to do that down below. Totally free. Doesn't cost you anything. Um, everyone in the chat, Pocket Watch, good to see ITAT, ITAT legend, Jason Caldwell. Thanks, Pocket Watch. Um, of course, one of the first questions um, from Red, he's always asking about Perry. Perry Thompson signing on Wednesday. Yes, he will sign on Wednesday, I believe 10 a.m. or 9 a.m., one of those two. Um, I think he's, the signing original... on, yeah, he's signing on Wednesday. Yes, yes, he is signing on Wednesday. Um, he visited Auburn on over the weekend. He was there on Saturday. He was there on Sunday. By all accounts, everything went well. Um, we didn't have a chance to catch up with him, but everything seemed to have gone really well. Um, you know, even going into the visit, it felt like Auburn had still positioned itself really well. And Auburn, it feels like, has done everything that you would want Auburn to do going into signing day with Perry Thompson and quote unquote rumors about Alabama. You know, Alabama went in home with him, but that's really all that we've seen in terms of Alabama making a move with Perry Thompson. Yeah. I mean, I, I do exciting. You, you can, you'll chime in too, but I, I, I mean, I still think they feel really good about Perry Thompson. He was here and hung out with Cam Coleman, with Ryan Williams, with Malcolm Simmons on and on the list goes on and on and watched practice Sunday evening, hung out Sunday night before he went home. I mean, I, I mean, it, you know, to me, it seems like, Hey, Auburn's still in, in really good position with Perry again, never say never. And, and I'll, I'll, I don't know if I go a hundred percent on anybody in terms of recruiting, but I still feel really good about Auburn signing Perry Thompson. Yeah. From the people that I, that I've spoken with, they all still feel really good about uh, Perry. Uh, just one of those guys when you talk about the right leveling up the talent level, as far as the depth and how many like this is probably the best. If it goes as as we see it right now, it'll probably be the best wide receiver hall we've seen in Auburn since probably maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, I mean, we, we'll see how it turns out. Right. But on paper, there's nothing that would match this. Um, I think the, even the, the, the biggest the buzz that I heard was like way back in the day was uh I was actually in school and uh, it was uh Devin Ben Mix. And not, the rankings weren't like how they are now. Yeah, Mix was actually the year before. He redshirted that first oh, okay, year. Okay, okay. He, yep. he was a Hargrave. 
And so okay, came, yeah, that's uh, right. But you still had you had Cordy Taylor, T- yeah, there you, you had go. Devin Roma Shadu, you had Ben Obamanu, and you had Monte Pitts. Who I forgot Monte, about Monte. Yeah, Monte's Los actually, He actually started against USC as a true freshman. Was he wound up moving the defensive back? Yep. He actually started at wide receiver out on at USC that year. So those four guys were all in the same class. Corey Taylor's the guy that redshirted, wound up probably being, you know, because coming from Aliceville wasn't as polished as those guys yet, wound up being a great player for them. That's the only comparison that I would have in terms of classes for an Auburn wide receiver group. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, exciting times on the planes. And as far as this, even our jobs being so much uh, different than it has been lately, right? <laughs> Yes, very different. I mean, even you know, last year was chaotic because the staff was just scrambling, get everything together, see what happens going into signing day. Names are popping up, they're dropping off, just boom, boom, boom. This year, I mean, I was writing about it earlier today and writing about it again for tomorrow and Tuesday. There's really only six guys from the high school ranks that we're still tracking going into signing day. Auburn's class is pretty well positioned. Um, one of those six guys is KJ Bolden. Um, and Dukes, this is a question Taylor made for you from Brass and Venison. I think it's clear that we're not getting KJ after his comments, citing his comments after officially visiting Florida State over the weekend. And he said he was asked, um, are you signing with Florida State on Saturday? And he said, man, you already know the answer to that question. Um, and someone asked him, are you going to visit Auburn on Sunday? He said no. From what we've been able to tell that visit, you know, he was true or he was truthful about that. He did not visit Auburn on Sunday from what we've been able to gather uh in terms of clear that we're not getting kj after his comments i would myself i would personally disagree with that in the sense that i think it's still going to be up in the air going into wednesday but dukes your thoughts on where where auburn sits after florida state official visit for kj over the weekend um you know what if i were to flip if i were to just kind of look at how the situation is right now it it really reminds me of the week that he committed to Florida State in the summer where it was kind of like, you know, he, Auburn got the last visit. They were at a really exciting visit, good time. and But you could kind of tell things were shifting. Auburn made a really big move with K.J. Bolden over the past month and a half. And, uh, you know, I've been really, really, really like, hey, you guys, don't get your hopes up. You know, just monitor it. I, was, I don't know, man. Uh, I, talk, I talked to the parents earlier, you know, just – and just hearing from where they uh, – the standpoint, it sounds a little different. I, I would say 50-50, maybe, yeah, I would definitely say at least 50, at minimum 50-50. So, we'll, um, we'll know or, or later in the week, but I just think that Auburn has done so much. It's not even just – it's not just Auburn's recruiting of K.J. Bolden. It's also just Auburn for him. It's closer to home. Uh, he's got a lot of guys. I mean, there are at least five or six guys on that on the current roster who in the secondary: K. and Lee, T. Scott, Terrence Love. Right. So all of these guys are from Atlanta, and if they didn't play with him in seven oh seven, they played in his dad's uh, uh, little league program, Atlanta Ducks. So Jalen I mean, Crawford, Crawford, yep, JC. So I mean, and I, just not talk. I talked to KJ briefly, and it was just kind of like. Shoot, I don't know, big dog. You know, they, they, Auburn has really, really given him something to think about. And so, no, uh, I usually don't like to say stuff like this early, but I think Auburn has a really, really good shot at landing K.J. Bowden. Here, here's the other thing, too. 
is that when you start getting other guys, it makes a difference. And, and hey, we'll see if it makes a difference with K.J. Bolden. We'll see if it makes a difference with L.J. McCray. We'll see if, you know, uh, Amaris Williams, Amaris Williams, excuse me. all these guys, when you see a program start to go and go, okay, elite guy, elite guy, elite guy, elite guy. Okay, I can see it now. Um, sometimes it's hard to be the only one. And that's where you look at, you know, we'll see what happens with L.J. McCray. He may very well sign with Florida. But right now he's got to be feeling like, Where'd everybody go? I mean, like, and, and, and sometimes that's a weird feeling to have. Um, we'll see if that pays off for Auburn. I don't know. Um, but I think, you know, you look and I think Duke's right. They've given themselves a shot. And if you can give yourself a shot, it's different than in, in the past decade. Auburn has given themselves a shot with one of these guys, and it was going to make or break a class. Now you got a bunch of guys, and you're giving yourselves a shot to turn it into a top four class. That's the difference. It's already really good class. You're giving it a chance to go boom. And that's, that's the difference in this field right now. Yeah. We'll see what happens on Wednesday. I think naturally I put the question up. We'll, we'll transition to LJ McRae a little bit. Um, I wrote about him earlier today. For me, it feels like LJ is the one that's feel pretty good about where Auburn sits with Amaris Williams. Not pretty good. I would say I feel really good about where Auburn sits with Amaris Williams as a Monday night. Dukes just talked about KJ Bolden. For me, for Auburn to get LJ McCray, and this is a guess. This is just my gut feeling on his recruitment. It kind of feels like a domino effect. It feels like if you get Amaris Williams and if you get KJ Bolden, you might just have enough momentum there on Wednesday to get LJ and say, hey, come on down. It kind of feels like you need that. It feels like you need something to just get you a little bit over the hump there. You're right yeah. there. You just need something. That that's my that's my guess. That's a guess. I, I don't know that. That's just how I feel about LJ McCray. Yeah, and it might not again, it may not make any difference at all. He may be set, he may be good, and this may be all for naught. But I agree. Uh, and that's what I kind of what I was talking about just now. It feels like one of those snowball where all these guys are going there. You know what? I liked Auburn too, but I needed a reason to go. That's where I belong to. Maybe that's it. Because then you go, hey, look, they said, hey, let's all go do it together. And and we've talked about this before. We've seen this at other places. And we've seen it in, in Alabama. And it led to some really big things. You know, could it be a similar type situation? If they get these last few guys, it, 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 it'll have a chance to be that way for sure. Well, it's kind of come in waves. You know, we saw it in the summer a little bit. Joe Phillips was the big one that kind of kick-started things. He was the catalyst there that Auburn, you know, he didn't publicly commit to Georgia, but that's where he was headed. And then Auburn made a move there at the end. He kick-started things, and then Demarcus Riddick joined on. Perry Thompson joined on. Jalen Crawford joined on. DJ yeah, Barber, Malik Blockton, Malcolm summer. Simmons, Bryce Kane, all those guys. You know, that was a wave. Kind of feels like Auburn might be setting up for maybe a little bit of a smaller wave because you don't have as many spots but really, really elite players in you, terms of that. You'd have a chance to, and if you did, it would, it, it, yeah, it would not, yeah, in terms of size, it might be a wave, but it would be a seismic wave if, if you were to, uh, to get a few of these guys. Yeah. Uh, Dukes, just anything to add on LJ McCray before we move on from him? Just your thoughts there. Um, I think that, uh, just from here, he and, uh, KJ Bowden probably have uh, developed a pretty good relationship. And they're watching what each other does. Like right now, you're seeing, you'll see them probably go back and forth on Twitter in the next couple of days. You know, 
social media. They are paying attention. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, they are paying attention to each other. Uh, LJ McCray is probably, in my opinion, and I think all of the all of the players are are great. This is one of those guys that feels like it helps change things when you point down to one person because of what he can bring to you on the defensive line. He kind of reminds me. I, I, I would hate this. It, it, if they could pull this off, it really reminds me of like that Derrick Brown, uh, Marlon Davidson era where you get guys who are good. You get guys who, you know, like Marlon Davidson being able to go inside and out. That's where kind of I see like L.J. McCray. So I think if uh, if Auburn pulls this out, we're we're looking. We may be looking at the start of a of a new era. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think Amaris Williams is planning to sign at twelve thirty Central is the plan. From everything I've been able to gather, he plans to you know, do everything. Then I don't think he plans to have a flip or an announcement or anything like that before then. Um, and you know, he's the guy on the screen for those of you watching on YouTube. So three really really big guys that plan to announce something or go final on Wednesday, obviously yeah. take this. And before we get, let's, before we move on from him, I think people need to realize how good he is because he hasn't gotten a ton of attention um, being from North Carolina, but this is, this is a, a top 100 kid. We just bumped him up. He's number 34. He's two spots away from being a five-star 34 in the country. And, and the thing about him is, is we talked to his, his coach. He said, look, this kid's just 17 years old. He was 225 pounds less than a year ago, changed schools, got into a strength and conditioning program. You look at him and man, he looks like a, a, a college sophomore already. And he's just scratching the surface of what he's going to be. So I, I, you know, that's the thing you look at him and go, man, you think about all these other guys, if Auburn gets a, a, a Maris Williams and that's the guy they get on defensive line, they're going to feel really good about it because uh, he's a guy that has a, chance to come in early and again another one of those guys dudes another one of those guys that's six three six four it'll be about 270 play that strong side defensive end probably in a year would be 285 and give you that you know marla davidson feel where you're going hey go in there on third down and pass rush um you play in a team like maryland where you're they've spread the field you go hey we need more of those guys on the field gives you a lot of options yeah, yeah go, I think, go, go ahead chris no, I was just going to say, go ahead and watch his highlights. Um, he plays running back for his team. He plays both sides almost every snap, running back and D-end, and it is freakish to watch from a guy who's 6'4", 270. Yeah, and I, and I think uh, when you when you can send guys like that at waves on defense, it just helps you. It helps the secondary. It helps the linebackers. When you've got athleticism that you can send in fresh, when you've got – could you imagine having a L.J. McCray – Okay, well, LJ needs a, a breather. Okay, send in the Maris. Okay, well, Maris needs a breather. Okay, you still got Keldrick Falk. Oh, this guy needs a breather. You, like you're fate, you're 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 raising the level of talent in that room, and you're so you can go against the Georgia where they've got five five stars on the on the offensive line, and you can send that same type of talent at them. And that's what and I think uh, along the uh, the interior lines is where the talent gap has been in the, in, the, in the last few years, and so now you start to build that up, and especially on defense, and we. I mean, the 2019 was it 19? Um, we we go down. Uh, Arbor goes down to LSU and almost pulls that out against the the best offense yep. probably in college history. It was where you played really two two down defensive linemen for for much of that game. And I yep. I, I just thought about it. You think we're just talking about guys? Yeah, Amaris Williams is a Colby Wooden type feel to me. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's yeah. when I think of when I see body type, you look at him and he looks like a guy that from 40 yards away, you go, that guy's probably 235, 240, you know, and then you get mm-hmm. closer to him and you go, he's a little bigger than I thought. And you get a little closer to him and you go, well, he's a lot bigger than I thought, but he looks like he's, you know, he looks like he's completely put together. So he looks like an outside linebacker, but he's a guy that, that looks that way in, at a 265, 270-pound frame. Yeah, for sure. And you're trying to add those guys to Malik Blockton has gotten significantly better. He had a fantastic senior season. TJ Lindsay is a guy that Auburn thinks very highly of. You see him in person, and uh, it, it catches your attention. He is an eye catcher for sure um, in terms of his size. Dimitri Nicholas there on the inside as well, although he won't sign until February. Um, let's hit some questions from the chat now. Here's one from Kyle. Is Auburn still recruiting Bradley Shaw? Nope. They're done at linebacker. DJ Barber and Demarcus Riddick, Jamonte Waller and Joe Phillips. Although Jason, we did learn that Joe Phillips, he's been in both practices and he's been yeah. working as an inside linebacker. Actually. Yeah. They, they're playing him kind of at that, that, that Sam kind of the, the strong side linebacker, but in the box and at 250, um, that would give you a little bit different feel at that position. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. Maybe it's just, hey, let's let's look at it and see what it looks like, kind of feel, because I think they feel like he's a guy that can play the edge and do those things. But maybe it's more of a just look at it and see what it looks like, kind of feel here early on in bowl practice, because that is what you can do with with these guys now that are here early. Malik Blockton, uh, I think, is supposed to be out there today. You can go, hey, okay, where do they look like? And maybe gives us an idea of what you want to do between now and spring practice. Jason, here's another question for you, actually, real quick from Corey. Um, do we think Keldrick Falk hits 290 by next fall and plays the three-tech? I do. Uh, I think he'll get there. Um, here's the thing to remember about Keldrick. Keldrick had the hand <laughs> hand and thumb injury that hampered him as an early guy last year. So he came in in January and had all that. So he didn't really get a chance to work out between then and spring practice. Well, then he had some other things that kind of set him back. Trying, So he hasn't really had – an off season in the weight room. So you think about what he's done <clears throat> and it's just natural growth, the training table now he's working out, he's doing those things, but he hasn't had this type, what he'll have between the bowl game and spring practice that this three months for, for these first year guys, when you think about Keldrick Falk, Connor Lou, who hasn't even got, and they've been here for a year, <clears throat> but the, this next period for those guys, I mentioned DJ Reed, it's going to be dramatic for those guys. So I think Keldrick's a guy that's going to be 290 and, and is a guy that slide inside on third down and still plays strong side. I think he's going to give you a lot of versatility, though. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, and Coach Dom, the strength coach, is a guy that we have heard nothing but great things and rave reviews from the players about what he's done, especially in just a year there. So it'll be a, it'll be fun to watch some of those guys develop. We'll hit this question. This is kind of combining two. Um, AUJ Rob, are there any AU commits planning to sign after Wednesday? Dimitri Nicholas does not plan to sign until February. In terms of other targets, Cohen Eccles, someone was asking about him in the chat. He will announce something on Friday, the 22nd, his birthday. And Ryan Williams, the five-star wide receiver committed to Alabama, who was back on campus this weekend, still is planning to sign on his birthday, which is February 9th. So that second signing period. As for the question about Cohen Eccles, he visited LSU over the weekend on an official visit. Um, and LSU is picking up some steam there. This is one that not necessarily quite as positive from everything that I've heard um, in terms of recruiting battles. I still think Auburn is positioned in a spot where they could they could still win out. I don't think LSU has won his recruitment necessarily, but this is a guy that has wanted to be close to home. That's kind of why he chose AM in the first place or part of it. Uh, he ends up decommitting from AM with the staff turnover there. Kind of felt like when he did that, it was Auburn. Kind of felt like it, it might be over then. You know, Jake Thornton was in Katy, Texas there to see him that day. Hugh Freeze and Jake Thornton went back to see him last week. Auburn was second in his recruitment in the summer. Auburn was the main team that stayed consistent over the fall. Auburn put in a ton of work. And unfortunately for them, it just might not be enough. LSU is a little closer to home, and it seems like LSU has a good bit of his attention. Now I'm saying that on Monday night at 8.53 p.m. when he's not planning to sign until Friday. Long way to go. go. You're right. It's a long way between now and Wednesday morning. Yes. When you think about recruiting terms, you ask any coach right now, and they'll say the longest 48 hours of the year, we're in the middle of it right now. Mm -hmm. And it's just trying to get to the finish line and – for this one, I don't even think uh, we're on the home stretch yet. No, there's a, still a long way to go. While we're talking about guys who won't sign in December, let's touch on Ryan Williams a little bit. Jason, we got a chance to see him at Alabama-Mississippi All-Star Game. He's named the MVP of the game shortly after reclassifying up. Not really a surprise. I think he had like eight catches for 92 yards and I think two touchdowns. Something along that along that line, which is a, a casual day for Ryan Williams. Um, obviously fantastic. Um, he... He was he was the talk of Twitter um, yesterday as he was in town for the USC game. As he was in the student section, you had the picture of him with Cam and Perry, um, the fans chanting "We want Ryan," um, doing their best to try and influence him as much as possible. Um, and then he got the opportunity to spend more time with the coaches um, on Sunday before departing as well. So, Jason, just keep chipping away and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, s- Sunday was a day where if you're Auburn, you go look. We've we've done you've done all you can do. Um, you know you're like hey we, you, you put your cards on the table. You showed them an incredible environment. They hung out with guys. They got to feel that vibe. Um, there's no question that Ryan Williams is very comfortable at, at Auburn. Will that be enough? I don't know. We, we, we basically got a month and a half to to see what happens. But there's no question that 
this staff has gone from zero traction under Brian Harson to to now you you got you got some some tires on the road and, and moving forward because um, there was nothing there to begin with um, and it's pretty pretty remarkable to see the the growth in that wide receiver room Marcus Davis has done an incredible job I mean it, it's just an incredible job to see what he's done Hugh Freeze very involved in recruiting the wide receivers but yeah I mean um, you know there's there's movement there's a shot and if you're Auburn you go hey see if you you know when you got cam coleman throwing out infinity stone and hey i'm i'm a 51 year old guy I have no idea what that means other than what people have, have said but it's obviously <laughs> something that uh that is pretty important to them and it, it tells you that they want they want to join forces together because they realize you know hey five is better than four and five is better than one for sure yeah so we'll see still planning to sign February 9th. So we've got some time on that one. Um, and, you know, Auburn is still expected to get the last official visit as well, which will be noteworthy in there in the end of January and February. I want to hit on a couple portal guys real quick that were on campus this weekend. Didn't get a chance to talk with either of them, um, but two very noteworthy guys, two former Georgia Bulldogs, AJ Harris, um, the five star was a five star cornerback out of high school, uh, started his high school career. Oh, gosh, where did he start? Uh, Jason, you're going to tell me out with that. But then he ended up in Central Glenwood. Phoenix City. Glenwood. Glenwood's cool, yeah. Yeah, Glenwood then transferred to Central Phoenix City for his senior year. Um, super talented. Um, explosive, quick twitch. Not small. I mean, he's six foot, six one, 190 pounds. I mean, this is the, the prototypical type of guy that you want. Uh, you know, a corner can, can do a lot of different things back there. Yep, so he was on campus. He's been familiar. Dukes, you were reporting on it. He's... Zach Etheridge recruited him out of high school, so that prior relationship is definitely huge. Probably a big reason why Auburn was able to get him on campus so quickly. Feels like Auburn sits in a pretty good spot um, to potentially land him. You know, I was talking about it with someone earlier today. AJ Harris is not huge on social media, not huge stuff like that. Honestly, I think there's a chance that you know Auburn or whoever could just announce that you know he's signed or whatever, and that would be that. In all honesty, he, he may just show up and start practicing in Jan and be on school in January. And nobody knows. I mean, he could do it that way. Yeah. Um, but Dukes, just what's your thoughts on AJ Harris? And then we'll talk about um, we'll talk about Jamon Dumas Johnson. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I think uh, AJ Harris uh, wanted to get closer to home. Um, from what I've been hearing, he trained with a former Auburn DB. I'm going to mess you up with this one, Jason. You remember all the male ages? <laughs> Columbus. Uh, Columbus Carver High School, LaMail ages. I sure do. Yes, sir. So, yeah, trained well. LaMail, he's uh, very familiar with Auburn. Um, yeah, I think uh, it could be one of those things where, yeah, he's, you know, just look up one day, you see him on the roster. Like, uh, from what I know, didn't really – wasn't crazy about the recruiting process the first time around. He picked the schools. He didn't really want to talk to a whole lot of people. Um Coaches either. I mean, I, I I talked to some coaches at different schools. Like, hey man, this kid is a tough nut to crack, dog. Like, like you know, <laughs> they, they used to always say that. So, uh, the fact that I think uh, the proximity and being and playing at home uh, and the way Auburn wants to use him, I think uh, with AJ he could play corner and safety. Uh, he probably will be playing a little bit of both. Uh, if if he does come to Auburn, you can see him all over the secondary. He gives you that positional versatility, uh, long, explosive. Uh, and you'll see him work on 
his lower bend as far as getting in and out of his break so he could be a more effective cornerback. But as far as – and when you talk about a nice piece of clay as a defensive back, it doesn't get much better than A.J. Harris. Yeah, you're losing your older guys in that room. You're losing Jalen Simpson. You're losing D.J. James. You're losing Nehemiah Pritchett. And it kind of felt like Auburn might go get a veteran there. You might just infuse more young talent. And you feel like you have a lot of young talent there with Kay and Lee and Colton Hood and T. Scott, T. Love, J.D. Rim. Keontae Scott will be the, the old head in the room next year, and we got a chance to talk with him today. But it kind of felt like you might go get another veteran. But when a guy like A.J. Harris becomes available, you might just – you kind of just say, we'll, we'll roll with the young talent and figure out what happens along the way. Yeah, and you think about – you mentioned having Keontae Scott and the and the you know DK back there. You think about Donovan Kaufman having guys like that around, and then you know we saw you know Kay and Lee start what four or five games at least and play a bunch this season. So he's got he got some experience. AJ played a bunch. If he comes in, that's a guy that played and has 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 been around it already. And you think about you know JD Rim is a guy that comes back that played a whole lot two years ago, not as much this past season. But you know, Champ Anthony got a little experience as a junior college player. There's some guys that are a little older. You're, you're not, you would not be throwing a bunch of true freshmen in the mix. And even, you know, you mentioned, you know, Colton Hood and, and and T. Scott, T. Love. These guys got some run this year. It wasn't much, but now they're getting some bowl practice and they'll have a spring. You know, they'll get a chance in this bowl practice to play some too, especially those corner guys outside. So it could be an interesting group. Yeah, Jason, we talked to Colton for a second yesterday, and he's like, yeah, but, yeah, getting yeah. a lot more reps in now. Yeah, I said, you're getting getting a baptism by fire, getting ready to uh, to play Maryland because those guys are going to have to play. And so this it's going to be a lot. It's going to be really good for them to kind of see what they where they stand and, and what they need to work on. Yeah. And then let's talk about um, Javon Dumas Johnson, the former Georgia linebacker. Um, we did not know that he was visiting. He showed up. Um, the first clue that we had that someone big was showing up was the entire staff outside of Hugh Freeze, both coordinators, personnel staff, everyone came out um, to greet someone that was coming. I, I kind of thought it was going to be Ryan Williams, and Ryan Williams was about five minutes after Jamon Dumas Johnson. So the whole staff was down there for Jamon Dumas Johnson and Ryan Williams to show up. Um, this was a guy, as, as soon as he walks in, you can tell that's an SEC linebacker. He is a dude in person. Massive. You can see why he was a Buckus Award finalist last year. Really, really good linebacker. This is a guy that, I mean, Dukes, you might know more than me, but I don't think Georgia particularly wanted to lose him. But that's just kind of the way things go in the transfer portal and the NIL era now. Um, and Auburn has jumped at the opportunity to potentially add an all-SEC linebacker to its room, which could, with the return of Eugene Asante and some of those other guys, it could transform that room going into next year. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Dumas Johnson, uh, his nickname, uh, Pop. Everybody calls him Pop. Um that pop will pop you. <laughs> like it's, it's it's pretty simple. Um he he's the prototypical linebacker that Auburn wants to put in that middle, a veteran guy. You put him around with somebody who's who's kind of athletic because who's got that three down frame like uh Asante. And you got you get an enforcer up the middle. Uh somebody who makes the room tougher, makes the defense tougher. You got that old school kind of, you know, uh traditional Auburn linebacker, if you just want to be honest, like uh, and the long line of Auburn linebackers are guys who are gritty, may not have been the, the prototypical, like, uh, the new age linebacker. He's a classic Mike. <clears throat> Make no mistakes about it. He's he's going to punch a guard in the mouth. 
and he's uh <clears throat> he's also he's also he can also set the edge. You saw him uh you saw how much he helped uh Georgia come out on top when they couldn't get when they couldn't stop Robbie Ashford in the running game. Uh Dooms Johnson made some pretty big plays uh, going down the stretch. So uh right now I talked to him a little earlier. He said uh, uh Auburn and Kentucky right now. Uh probably wants to make a decision sooner than later. Uh really likes Auburn, had a lot to say about uh Coach Dom as far as transforming his body and getting ready. Uh, you know, he sees himself as a professional. I think he had a fourth or fifth round grade this year, so he wants to get back to school, see if he can get that up, uh, play somewhere where he feels like he can play a little bit in space and show a little and show, you know, some more of his athleticism. So uh no, I think uh, Auburn has a really good shot, but i I think if it's not Auburn, it'll probably be Kentucky. I, I could really see him. You mentioned playing in space. I, I could see this guy being an, a huge addition in terms of, of pass rush because I think that's where a guy like that could become a extremely valuable for guys on the next level instead of, hey, I only see you as a run stopper in the middle of the defense. All of a sudden you transform and go, hey, you're a run stopper, but you also had seven and a half sacks. Then it changes the way teams look at you because they look at you then as not only is he a potential – middle guy but it could be a potential you know middle guy in a three four where you're talking about you know moving guys around and doing a lot more blitz and doing some zone blitz stuff to me you look at, at what auburn does on defense and look at what ron roberts did with eugene asante and cam riley starting to show some of those things and you go man you put a guy like this in that and all of a sudden you look at, at a transformation um i think it'd be a massive get for auburn i think it's actually a pretty good fit if he if he were to pick the tigers Yes, yeah, so we'll see what happens with him. Transfer portal in terms of timeline. You know, Dukes, you mentioned sooner rather than later. Timeline stuff is really up in the air with transfer portal guys. And just play it by ear and figure it out. We'll hit a couple more questions from the chat, and then we'll probably wrap it up. Um, thanks to everyone that's tuned in. We're close to 1,000 people here on signing day, Eve, Eve, two days away. Um, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube, definitely make sure to do that. We will have a signing day, Eve show tomorrow, same time, 8.30. And then the plan is to go live on signing day at I believe seven o'clock central um, when we've already locked in some of Auburn's commits who at that point will be signees to join the show. Um, the goal is to get as many of those guys on as possible. So it'll be a really fun show. We did it last year. It was a lot of fun. Um, and we'll try and do the same thing. Here's a point that um, Hugh Rayleigh made that this is a name that I, I kind of always forget to mention, um, but mentioned that I can't wait to see JC Hart play. He's buffed up. He absolutely has. He's gotten a lot bigger. Um, Jason, I think we both kind of agree that I think, safety might be a really good really good spot for him personally yeah i wouldn't be surprised here's the thing about him is is you look and and he's got the speed there's no question about that even at at before he's done he's going to be a guy that's going to be 6 2 210 pounds playing defensive back but he also is a guy that can run fast enough to play outside a corner the thing we'll see for him is is how much he's able to adjust to the passing game and having to turn and run and do those things as a corner. Because you just don't see a lot of that in 1A football anywhere, much less 1A football in Alabama. So he just didn't have to do any of that. Um, but athletic, athleticism, size, length, all those things, you know, he, he brings all that to the table. So they, they got a really nice mix of DBs in this class that are on campus now. But I think JC's a guy that – I think when you start talking about potential, he, I think he could play any number of spots. But, man, if he were to, to settle in as that downhill guy with his speed at safety, if you can have a guy like that that can also cover, 
then, man, it opens up an entire playbook on defense to have a guy like that. Last question that we'll hit from uh, Noel. I think we've answered this before, but we'll touch on it again. Um, expectations for Robert Lewis, the portal wide receiver that Auburn picked up from Georgia State. Um, with the departure of Var Johnson, that will probably vault his role even a little bit more. He's 5'11". I don't know what he weighs, but he's, he's around 5'11". He's a true 5'11". Talked to him in person before. And he can he can move outside a little bit, but more of a slot guy. So then you're looking at him. You're looking at Jay Fair. You're looking at Caleb Burton. And then you add a guy like Bryce Kane and Malcolm Simmons play inside a little bit as well. So, but you know, Jason, we talked to Peyton Thorne today. I just kind of thought about this. We talked to Peyton Thorne and he's excited for those young guys. He's also excited to get a veteran um, and get some guys that have some experience there as well. I think it's really interesting. And when you think about having a quarterback back for year two, you know, Peyton Thorne didn't have spring practice either. We talked about the Kelsey Falk earlier. Now you get to go through a spring and you have your quarterback and you have Holden Garner, who's familiar with the system now, and Hank Brown, who's familiar with the system now. And you have some of these young guys already in, even though even in the summer, last summer, you know, they're trying to play catch up and Peyton Thorne's trying to get caught up in an offense he didn't know. Well, even even the guys that won't be here in in the spring, when you have your quarterback that knows the offense and is able to lead guys, it makes a huge difference. So um, yeah, I, I think it's big, but I, I think he's a guy that comes in, you're right, plays that 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 role that where he can go out and make some plays. I think he's an explosive guy. Um, it's really going to be interesting to see how much and how many of these guys, these young guys, get on the field early. I think they're going to have a shot to go in and get some significant playing time. Let's actually hit one more from James because he's always in the chat supporting, so I want to make sure I hit his question. Um, to end up with the top five class, what combination of players do you think we get? To get top five, I think you have to get Maris Williams, obviously. You and I think you have to get. You might have to get both for KJ Bull and LJ McCray. Um, well, fav- if you if you get LJ McCray, then it's going to knock Florida out of that group, and so you're probably. Well, if you if you get a Maris Williams, you're going to flip over Florida because you're 11 and Florida's yeah, 10 right I, now. So I said, yeah, if you, either one of those, you get you get those two guys, and Florida's out of the picture already. Um, I think a combination of those two guys. And making sure you sign all your guys, and then probably a Cohen Eccles type guy is would probably get you in the top five. Yeah, if if, if not, it would get you pretty close. Six it'd or be seven. Close, it'd be close enough to where you could go. Hey, we'll uh, you know, if you're the coaching staff, you'll you'll turn some cartwheels and say, hey, we we had a a great haul. Let's move forward. Yes, move forward to February and February 9th with Ryan yep. Williams and see what happens. Yep. So we're going to wrap it up there um, for the Monday show of the Auburn Undercover podcast before signing day on signing day week. Make sure to check us out at auburnundercover.com if you're not already. Um, guys, any final thoughts? I think we've hit on pretty much everything, to be honest. I'm sure we're yeah. missing something. but yeah, I guess just, it's just what we talked about earlier. It's just wait and see. Um Coaches, you know, can still talk to guys on the phone. They can still do those things. And it's just trying to, to hold on to what you got and see if you can get a few more. And uh, that's, a, that's like I said, this is the most nerve-wracking and, and difficult time for a coaching staff that has not slept a whole lot, uh, you know, in this in this month that, that's leading up to signing day. It's been pretty wild when you talk about portal practice, 25, I mean, uh, recruiting for your 24 class, holding on to your 24 guys. It's a it's a rough time. Dukes, your thoughts to wrap it up? 
Man, what 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 a time, right? I mean, in comparison to last year, man. Like now, last year was kind of cool too, just because Freezer just got here, and I think uh, as the years go by, you're gonna look back at last year's class as another class that really, really helped turn the tide. But now it's just starting. You're you're getting the, the whole freeze effect now, and uh, I just think I think as far as when when it comes to recruiting, uh, Auburn knocked that hire out of the park, like and. I think me and Jason talked about it. It was like, you know, when there were so many different coaching candidates at the time, me and Jason both agreed that Freeze was probably going to be the best fit, especially to recruit coming from where you come from, where you came from with uh, Brian Harson. So, uh, nah, man, it's just a really exciting time. Like, like my phone's blowing up. Everybody's, you know, it, like, ain't this a funny time? Like, we start to talk to more uh, guys who cover other schools and everybody's trying to figure out what each other knows and, trying to be first so it's a, it's, it's a really cool time so and you guys stay tuned and uh thank you for tuning in yeah appreciate everyone tuning in we'll catch you at the same time tomorrow over here on the auburn undercover youtube channel at 8 30 we'll do probably 30 minutes max because we'll be up very early on wednesday and we'll be up try get, yeah try to get some sleep maybe yeah we'll be up late on tuesday trying to get our stuff together there at the last minute as well so we'll see you again tomorrow at 8 30 thanks everybody for tuning in and we will catch you in a little under 24 hours now